Hi, I'm Kevin Harrington, an original shark from the hit television show Shark Tank, and you're listening to the Underdog Podcast. I've been too high up to fall, question marks, what's up with y'all? All we know is over time, barking like some underdogs. Underdogs, underdogs, underdogs. All we know is over time, barking like some underdogs. Underdogs, 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 underdogs. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Underdog Podcast. Today, I have the year-end recap for you of my life and all the craziness that has happened in between it, and I hope that you can resonate with part of it or somebody that you know, learn some lessons and kind of listen along for the story, if you will. Lots of underdog moments this year, for sure. It's crazy. The more that we elevate, this phrase comes to mind, different levels, different devils, and that's honestly exactly what this year was right elevated in an extremely high way in this past year and a lot of struggle a lot of mental recap like things that i thought i healed from that i didn't (laughs) that definitely came back to bite me in the butt um just so many different lessons and so many different things that happened in this past year i mean there's so much beauty and then there's so much struggle at the same time you know but i feel like all the growth is necessary right no no pain no progress we're always learning lessons as humans we are always evolving and every time we think we know everything life humbles us yet again to remind us like yeah you no no you do not sir you do not none of it <laughs> and that's really what I feel like 2023 was. It was a very eye-opening year. Now, prior to this year, as you guys know, most of you know that I'm, you know, a real estate developer by trade, you know, in the construction world, deal making, like real estate development, like all that hardcore stuff. And really, I pulled absolutely everything back starting in 2021 into 2022. I was finishing the remainder of my projects. And then 2023, I wanted to leave it as like a year of clarity because there were so many things that I felt like I wanted to do. I mean, I don't know if you guys have struggled with shiny object syndrome. That's something that really, really would get to me, right? You know, you you have all the opportunity in the world to do so many different things. And it's like, well, what do I want to do? What do I really enjoy doing? What's really my, you know, my calling? And, you know, oh, this opportunity comes up and that opportunity comes up. There's this gift of abundance with the amount of things that you could do in this world. Because I'm connected to some of the most incredible humans that there is. There's so much opportunity, which is good and bad. And I think this year, one of the biggest lessons was definitely discernment. You know, what is it that's meant for for me, right? What is it that's really meant for me? And I'll get to that because that's going to kind of tie into what's coming up in 2024 and what I'm launching in 2024. But basically so many different lessons, you guys, like I can't even like believe like the stuff I went through this year. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Some of it feels like a repeat. Some of it feels new. Some of it feels like, and then some of it is just absolutely incredible. So uh, one of the biggest things I think I've learned is auditing your team and who you're hiring as entrepreneurs. You know, we rely a lot on subcontractors, you know, or like accountants, you know, different teams that help different areas of our business. And we think that, you know, everything's well taken care of and things are being done and all of that stuff. And if you don't check back on that, if you don't create 
KPIs. And if you don't know what a KPI is, key performance indicators to ensure that certain things are getting done, things are going to slip through the cracks. And that's exactly something that I went through this year. You know, I'm, I'm hiring people thinking things are getting done and all of this, and then, you know, come to find out that it's not. And, you know, when I look back at that and I'm like, oh, what really fell apart here? And one of the biggest things was key performance indicators. I did not check back with these people, even though they're not my employees, they're not my third party. They, you know, they're a third party technically, right? But anybody that you hire, anybody that you affiliate with, anyone that handles any part of your business, you need to make sure you have follow-up set up with them and that you have your KPIs in order, like, okay, what are the things that they're supposed to get done and bullet point them and check in on them and make, hold them accountable because what's going to happen is sometimes that really doesn't happen. Like I learned that the hard way and I took some pretty hard hits because of it, just different areas of the business that it really like, had it been done correctly, I wouldn't have gotten into one of the holes that I had regarding this situation. So any area of your business, guys, please put these, put this, make sure this accountability is in place by doing these key performance indicators and these check-ins with those third-party contractors or even anybody who is anybody who's representing your business or any part of your business at at all, at all, even if they're on their own entity, right? Like a tax advisor or a financial advisor, whoever it may be, make sure you are setting that up so that that way things are getting done and there's accountability there. So that's definitely huge. So auditing your team through doing that and even internally, right? So I'm talking more externally, but even internally, right? And also holding yourself accountable. Another thing that I found out this year is actually by being more successful, that makes you a lot more prone to being lazy which is ridiculous because that's really what you work for. But truly, I found myself at certain points of this year that like it just did. It felt it felt so weird. It, it felt so weird to catch a break. And that's probably a very toxic thing, honestly, to not really allow yourself to rest. So I'm, I'm working on that still. But that's also another thing that I really experienced this year that was interesting. I just wasn't, I wasn't used to, I'm like, am I being lazy or am I just taking the time to reflect and rest and all that? And I know so many entrepreneurs who are listening and they're probably like, yeah, Pam, I definitely resonate. And what I've learned was it's not you being lazy. It's actually you taking a step back so you can gain that clarity so that you know, because if you're always go, 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 you're not going to have that clarity to move forward. And that was one of my biggest problems. You know, I was doing so much and all of that. And, you know, there was different areas of my life that suffered because I was so focused on that one thing. And so when I stepped back and I said, nope, I'm going to reel it all the way back and I'm going to ask for clarity. There's a period of rest that needs to happen along with that in order to allow your brain to really gain that clarity that it needs. And, you know, that relaxation and that chill moment to really just soak it all in and know it's not you being lazy. It's actually you recalibrating. And I think that's really, really important because I think for me, I was really hard on myself at certain times where it felt like things weren't moving, but they actually were right. So give yourself that grace to allow for that space and energy to really come in through you that you can gain that clarity of what it is that you want, what is meant for you and all that stuff. Because in this life, there's so much opportunity, there's so much abundance. So how is it that you choose effectively something that's going to make sense for you, right? So that was another huge lesson. And tied to that is this whole situation of imposter syndrome, right? I had 
a situation this year that brought up a childhood wound of mine that I never even knew existed and I thought I healed from. Now, anyone who's listening, you know, if you're into self-development and trauma work and all that stuff, you know, I'm, you know, I'm always all about that. And, you know, I thought I've, I did the work. I thought I did the healing, but the inner child still came out. And there was a scenario where, you know, there was this genius, I want to call them, I'm not even going to say she or he or whatever it is that went out and spread absolute BS lies about me on a very public scale. And that was something that really, not because of what was being said per se, because I knew all of that was absolute BS and none of it was truthful. And I had all the, the legal documentation and things to essentially prove that, hey, it's not, this guy's an absolute joke. Like this is going absolutely nowhere and it's going to get shut down immediately. And Pam's in the right and has always been in the right in this particular scenario and the BS that was being spread about me earlier in the year. But what happened as a result of that was really the childhood wound that was triggered by that, that really set me off. When I was in middle school, I was bullied heavily in fifth and sixth grade. And a lot of people don't know this. Some do know this. And that was something that really messed with me as a person being in middle school. And obviously that's such a important part of your life, right? It's you're trying to figure out your identity when you're a, a teenager, preteen, you know, it's the weird years where you're trying to figure out like, who am I? What am I about? Like, it's just such a weird time in everybody's life. Right. But you take things very personally. And I remember like that bullying, like I thought I was over that, you know, but you know, very apparently it wasn't because it brought me back to the same thing when all this crap went out, you know, it just felt like the same thing. And this wound was almost reinforced, which was like the worst feeling. And I had to heal through it. Like, even though knowing like, all the stuff that was around me was absolute BS. And what was being said, like, again, it's not what was being said. It's this event of people talking negatively and like that kind of thing, like really came back at me because it reminded me exactly of that, right? Of what I went through in middle school. And, you know, I had to heal myself through it and really tell myself, you know, go through that whole imposter syndrome thing where it was just like, it shut me down at certain points. And it was just like, whoa, what the hell? I didn't even think I was capable of, of that level of vulnerability personally, because I've always been very, very strong. But again, we're always evolving. We're always growing. And in order to get to the next level, you have to learn these lessons or else it's never going to heal for you. Simply put, that's just what it is. I definitely learned that this past year and it's incredible. I mean, you know, it was a few months of just like shutting out and feeling the feelings and emotions and all of that. And then just reminding myself of who I am and, and all the things and everything that I healed from and really doing this inner work and this inner child work, if you will, and shadow work. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that, but it's really incredible stuff that really brings all this stuff to the surface and heals those wounds in you that you never even knew that you had. I think that's the worst part. You won't know that you need healing until you're triggered. But are you actually aware of your triggers? That part is key. Are you aware when you're even being triggered? Because that's step one. Step two is like, where the hell did this come from? Step three is, okay, now that I know and I know where it came from, now that I'm aware and I know where it came from, now how do I heal that, right? 
you got to allow yourself to go through the emotions and really process, reheal and reprogram your brain for positivity when that trigger happens to really reprogram that. So it's a lot of work. I mean, this is a lot of deep work that I'm talking about. It's not easy. You know, when people talk about healing and talk about, you know, Bali, which I freaking love, but you think about meditation and crossing your legs and really going, mm, oh, and just chilling. And, you know, you're like on a mountaintop wearing crystals and shit. Like, it's just like, that's, you know, when you think about healing, it's like, wow, it's yoga. It's all these beautiful things. I'm here to remind you that the healing process is not pretty, not like 99% of the time, right? It's often what happens is we repress a lot of our emotions. And then when the time comes for a trigger to happen, it surfaces all of that. And then if we repress it, repress it, then you're essentially going to explode, right? So it, you've got to, but you've got to release those emotions in order to heal from that wound. And then you've got to reprogram your mind to remember that that trigger is not something that's going to kill you, right? Because your brain is programmed to take in any threat to protect you. So when you're hearing stuff in your mind about something, it's because the mind is trying to protect you. That's why you go into fight or flight mode and all of that stuff. So it's just interesting how all of this was really tied in. Um, and that was a huge, huge lesson for me and like healing that I had to work through and really, really do the work from. And like I said, took took me out a little bit, but it forced me into this position of growth, which really like propelled me big time. I would say Q1 was tough. And then, you know, from there, right after that is when I found out that I was pregnant with twin girls in early 2023, which was insane. So at that time I understood like, Hey, it's things have got to fall apart in order for things to come together. Right. You have to go through certain levels of growing in order to get to the next level. And it was insane. When I found out that I was having twin babies, it just like changed everything. It changed everything for me. You know, everything I'd been working towards, everything that I was focused on. I mean, literally everything, it all made sense. It all made sense. And so you know, of course, spending most of the year waiting for these beautiful girls to arrive. I later found out there were girls. We found out there were girls in like April, um, twin girls and Alessia and Aria. Just a whole lot of reflecting even back on that. I'm like, wow, from the concrete who knew that a rose would grow literally. And in this case, it's two roses. Like here I am going through some of my most challenging moments. However, weird that I was going through childhood wounds and created two daughters right? How insane is that? Right. So remember like whatever you're going through in your world and things feel like they're hitting rock bottom, or you're really at a space of vulnerability, or you're really in a space of hurt, or just so many things could be going wrong in your life. Like just remember from the concrete, a rose can still grow, right? And whatever you're going through, there's a lesson there that needs to be learned. Otherwise you wouldn't be going through it. And what happens is if you don't learn the lesson, you are going to repeat it. And then that's going to turn into a pattern and you're going to keep falling into that pattern until you learn your lesson. That's just the way that the universe works, right? Once you learn your lesson, okay, it's on to the next thing. Like I said, different levels, different devils, right? So very important. That's a huge takeaway from this year. And then of course, you know, becoming a mom was like, you know, so many people, and, and it was crazy because I really didn't announce it to the world. I announced it on bigger pockets when I was on that podcast. And that was so cool. That was so cool. Like, I can't wait for my daughters to see that one day and say that. And I'll say, mom, mom announced your pregnancy, uh, her pregnancy of both of you on the biggest real estate podcast in the world. 
<laughs> and so that was really cool. And, you know, awaiting my girls, I mean, that, that was a whole nother thing, you know, you know, of course being pregnant, you know, walking around, people are always asking, Oh, when are you doing, you know, what are you having? Blah, 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 blah. And, um, I just can remember like twin girls and, you know, people would tell me like, oh my God, you're ready for the best experience of your life and all these things. And I was so excited to become a mom. And I remember there's one person that said to me, you get to experience life. You get to experience your childhood over again with them. That's the best part of motherhood. And I was like, what? I didn't really understand, you know? And then there was people that would tell me, you're never going to understand love until you're holding your babies in your hand. I was like, okay. Like, you know, and I could envision all this and I could kind of figure out what that was. And then the moment happened and I was like, they are so right. This, everything they've said is absolutely 100,000% true. Like there's no dispute. <laughs> and I think the coolest thing in the world is watching them become their own people and fall into their own personalities. And really just like, it's the coolest thing to realize you are the person that's going to get to walk them through this life. They're the ones that are going to teach you lessons and you're going to teach them back. And you like, like that person said to me, you get to experience your childhood all over again with them. So now I'm like all the things that I wanted to do as a kid, all the things like I get to now relive that with them, which I think is so beautiful. And any parent or parent to be who's listening, like this, this is what we get to look forward to, you know, instead of, you know, of course there was a whole lot of people are like, Oh my God, you're not going to have a life. Oh my God, you're not going to do this and all that. And I just thought it was so negative. I was like, ugh, like kids are supposed to be blessings. Like, why is everybody so like, Oh, you're not going to do this or you're not going to do that. And for me, it was like looking at it from this perspective of like getting to relive my childhood with them and having fun with them and having like little built in best friends. That is the coolest thing on the, in the entire planet. And so that was a huge, huge huge highlight of 2023 was becoming a mom. And I mean, that, that experience was incredible, but of course, like I had a major surgery, so it was a C-section. And so recovery time was a good eight to 12 weeks. So there was a whole lot of hardship with that physically, you know, understanding what the mind and what the body could do. Um, I mean, within a couple of days I was up and walking and everyone at the hospital was yelling at me. They're like, Pam, you need to <laughs> you need to chill out. Like, it's all good. Don't worry. Like, don't, don't push it. But like mentally, I was like, no, I can do this. You know, the hard headed Pam, exactly what I did, but just really cool. Like just this year, it's, it's so interesting because like, it feels like there was, it was like night and day between everything, everything, like the whole experience, you know, of what I went through starting the year and then what it ended as has been absolutely magical, you know, and throughout this year, you know, I've had the privilege of building an even stronger team than I've ever had and watching what my team has been doing. Those around my real estate team and just, they have been absolutely blowing my mind at the growth and the progress that they've had. I mean, at a time where real estate has been questioned, there's, thousands and thousands of investors, developers, and agents leaving the industry. And here my team is just absolutely crushing it in their own right. And that has been the most magical thing to see. And one of my favorite stories was John Silva this year. I mean, he, this man, I remember when he started with me, you know, was working full-time, two kids under five, and 
and his wife was working as a school teacher, Lisa. And he told me like his why before he started. And he's like, Pam, my why is that I want my wife to be a stay-at-home mom. And I want, you know, I want to control our time, basically our time freedom and have time for the family and, you know, not have to worry about corporate or anything like that. I was like, okay, that's a solid why. Because if you think, and this is where it goes for anybody listening, if you think that real estate is a get rich quick industry, I honestly advise you to not look any deeper. It's probably not the right move for you, but that's not to say you can't invest in it or there's other ways that you can participate in it. It's just if you are thinking about it as an actual career, it may not be the right thing because it really is a lifestyle. It really is a long-term thing and there is a lot involved with it. And if you're not passionate about it, you're going to burn out really quickly. Or if you don't have a deep enough why, right? If you love people and relationships, like you'll, you'll be incredible in real estate, right? Or used to sales and that kind of thing. But John's why was making sure that his wife becomes a stay-at-home mom. And this man in the shittiest market of all humanity. Well, that's, I can't say that. I take that back because 2008 I heard was pretty bad. But in in these days, right, with high interest rates and so many people leaving the industry and stuff, he was still able to be so successful in real estate in his first year that he was able to retire his wife after less than a year of being in real estate. And he was on my team. He took the blueprint, ran with it, did the work, grind it out. And here he is. And now he's out there inspiring people on his own and bringing in people and helping change their lives, which is the coolest thing in the entire world. So again, from the concrete, who knew that a rose would grow, right? Despite all the craziness that the year started with, it turned out so beautiful between my daughters, between my team growing and all of that. And what's next is really what's blowing my mind. I think the absolute most, you know, I've been able to take the time to have that clarity to, and meet the right partners to create a company that's going to have the potential to transcend the real estate industry from the construction perspective and from the consumer perspective. I mean, this company is a culmination of literally my love for a small business, my love for development, my love for construction, my love for real estate, of course, my love for people, my love for creative thinking and imagination. I mean, literally everything I've ever worked for and worked on to this point now makes sense because it's all culminated in this one project that I have launching in 2024. And that is something that I cannot wait to launch to the world because it's going to help homeowners, existing homeowners elevate in their own right and increase their property values in ways they never imagined through accessory dwelling units and backyard offices that are easily installable. And next to that, having affordable housing opportunities because of the way that these are built, that's also going to open up another door. Again, you know, for those who don't know my story, I came to the U.S. with absolutely nothing with my parents when I was about five years old. So I've watched my parents build from the ground up. So being in the lower in poverty to the middle class, that's always, that's been my entire life, right? That's the whole underdog story. So I can't wait to be able to walk people through that process because again, most people's wealth over 70% of wealth in the United States of America comes from the family's single family home or whatever real estate that they own. 
which is insane. That's incredible. That's incredible. And that's something to be said for that. So I'm just so excited to launch this culmination of everything for 2024. And it's going to be something that people will absolutely love. And it's just, it's going to transform the small business landscape on from a real estate perspective. Just, it's just so much, there's so much coming. I'm so excited. Like it's, it's, it's incredible. Now, you know, when you're going through things, you don't realize why you're going through them for the time being. But as you reflect and you look back, it all makes sense. And that is literally, quite literally, exactly what happened here. <laughs> the same exact thing. Like now I get why I went through everything that I went through in order to get to this space by the end of the year. All right. So if you're going through something, you're struggling through something or reflecting back on 2023, look at all the lessons that were there for you. Or if there was a pattern that you didn't learn from, um, what is that trying to tell you and see how it all connects together? Because for me now going back onto this reflection point, I now understand why I had to go through all that I went through in order to get to the space that I'm at by the end of the year. And it all makes sense. So this is the year that from a concrete, a flower grew multiple flowers. And I hope that as you reflect back on 2023, you know, you start to see the dots connect and that you start to see what your foundation is going to look like for 2024 or what's going to continue or what's not going to continue. You know, take this time to really reflect and ask yourself, like, did it serve me well or did it not? You know, as you kind of think about what's happening in 2023, most importantly, spend that incredible time with your family. That time is the greatest gift. That's why they call it a present, right? That's why they call the present a present because time is a gift. So as you go through this holiday season, I send you and your family so much love, so much blessings, clarity, reflection for more growth for the future. Thank you so, so much for listening. I appreciate all of you. And as always, don't hesitate to reach out. I would love to help anyone who is down for it. <laughs> so just reach out, send me a DM. You know, I'm all, I'm all over LinkedIn and Instagram, all that good stuff. And, you know, if, if you heard this podcast and resonated with it, I'd love to hear from you. And just, you know, I'm praying for you and your family to have an incredible 2024. And so it is. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Catch us next week, always dropping on Thursdays. And remember, if you're interested in real estate or want to learn how to create more money and magic in your life, check out meetwithpamela.com and let's chat. Sending you so, so much love. Underdogs, 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 underdogs.